0: Hey, it's Zenium Live, where we talk all things money, finance, and property. And I'm Scotty North, and today I'm talking to you about the property market. We have called it the uh, the property market forecast for 2021. So it's just me today, uh, which I know is you know really special because um, that's really who you guys really want to see is me. So I've just cut all the other guys out. It's just just me, so you get exactly what you're after. All right, I'm going to go straight into it. I'm going to share my screen a lot today. We're going to go through quite a bit of data. And I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things in the news before we get on to what the clocks and cycles are saying and how it relates to things in the past. So let's have a look here. Where are we? Okay. All righty. This is, if you go to Google and you go to the... And you click on news, you just type in property market or anything like that. You get a bunch of articles up there. And all these things are kind of saying the same thing. I'll make it a bit bigger. Um, Homeowners caught out by market moving too fast. Now, that's domain, so eh, eh, they're always going to talk up property stuff. Uh, Nine News, more than a third of Aussie homeowners considering putting their property up for sale. Um, That's really great, guys. Put your property up for sale. Not sure... Uh, where you're going to live after that uh, because the property is very hard to get a hold of. And yes, thanks, Nick. Um, It's just me, so it is boring. Really, really nice of you to comment and join us, Nick. Uh, Can't wait to have you back on and I'll give you a verbal tongue lashing. All right, carrying on. How to upsize your home quickly in a rising market. Seller's dilemma. Should you sell or buy first? Because that's the problem, right? I mean, some people are selling and they can't buy. That's just what I said. Uh, why Australia's property prices will continue to soar. You know, so on and so on. I'm not going to go through all this. But house prices returned to record high as COVID rally continues. All right. This one's a good one. Property market is booming, but all the gains are based on massive debts. There's always massive debts. I mean, when is it not a massive debt if you want to buy a $600,000 property and you borrow $480,000 to do it? That's a massive debt. When is $480,000 not a massive debt? So I don't know what they're talking about here. It's always been like that. I remember 20 years ago, that was the comments around, oh, the property market's booming, massive debts on a $250,000 house. It's always the same thing. Not trying to water down the fact of its debt. It is what it is. All right, what else have we got here? We've got some good articles. I touched on this on one of the... Other shows last week. Where's the heading? Here we go. Buyers are confronted by a sense of FOMO. Aussie property prices rise at the fastest rate in 17 years. Yep, they sure do. That's an article there from Channel 9. I don't know how we get rid of this stuff here. There's ads. Ads everywhere. Um, And it says here, property prices are rising at the fastest rate in 17 years as historically low interest rates and restricted supply. All right, well, there you go. So there's two reasons. There's a bunch of reasons why prices are on the move, but that is a couple. And that was uh, data from CoreLogic, so their property research data house there. Um, And it's called a stratospheric lift. There you go, a stratospheric lift. (laughs) Not seen since August 2003. All right, 2.1% that month. What do we got here? ABC News has their own property market section as well. So I'm sure it's fantastic. Make it bigger for you to all see. Peter might be evicted from social housing over $260 in arrears. Not sure what the story is with Peter and his bird there. Gold Coast needs 600 uh, 6,500 new homes a year, but where can they be built? Well, you would normally say on the ground, but a lot of times in these markets they go up. Or like in overseas, in the Middle East, they reclaimed a bunch of land, which we've done here in the past as well, and made new land. But uh, they're talking about floating cities and other bits and pieces. But Gold Coast is an interesting market to keep an eye on. New South Wales tenants have six months to pay off rental arrears. Uh, I thought I'd be able to snag a bargain, but things haven't worked out that way for homeowners during COVID. Well, there you go. We've been trying to say that for about the past you know, six months. Definitely not 12 months when the whole corona event started. But uh, after a while into that, we said, OK, need to look out what's going on here uh, because everything stops dead. There's no building happening. Nothing's coming on. And there was 480,000 people come back from overseas, expats. So uh, that's, that's two and a half to three years' worth of immigration come back in a six-month period. So that's a big deal. Hobart's housing market has been growing for five years. Queensland house prices through the roof as Brisbane posts highest monthly increases in 14 years. You can see it's the same theme over and over again. These are all the same sort of thing, okay? What do we got here? Queensland is experiencing toughest property market in years. All right. City of Logan, south of Brisbane, has become a battleground for bidding wars. Now, if you've ever been to Logan, um, like it's not a fancy place. Uh, It is just a place where... You know, A whole bunch of people live, and uh, it's not the most appealing place to go and buy, but it was cheap, and now it's in massive demand. So there we go, even in Logan, hey? Um, anything we see that's nice as a million-dollar price tag is too rich for us. Well, that wouldn't be in Logan. They're mixing their stories, but who would have thought that the media is mixing things up? And finally, we get to our mate Terry Ryder. Try and make this bigger there. Um, Where this was his article last week. It's called His Wire. You can subscribe to it. It's a week in real estate, Wire. Um, And he mentions here so prices rise the fastest in 17 years. Australian property values grew at their fastest rate in 17 years in February, with every capital city and all regional markets lifting their dwelling prices. This is a rare circumstance of all. 15 market jurisdictions, that's eight capital cities and seven regional markets, rising strongly at the same time. This confirms that Australia is experiencing a nationwide real estate boom, the first since 2001-2003. Very interesting dates there, Terry. Thanks for that. That's a great segue into us talking about the property cycle clock. Um, So we'll jump on that right here now. Where are we? All right. So, okay, so we'll share this screen back here and you guys can have a look at the property clock. All right, I have my sharing's all mixed up. There we go. we got the property clock on the screen now and it is right there. So it is a 24-hour clock. Anyone who's watched Zenium Live before will know that this is how it works. We got 12 hours in the middle and then the second 12 hours making up the 24 on the outside. This is a clock that was designed by Phil Anderson and crew and this one was at Cycles, Trends and Forecasts. You can look them up on the website. What I'm going to do is this here, we've actually just jumped from the inner circle, so the first, not the band, but the, uh, the inner circle of the clock over to the outside circle now. So we go from 12 over to 13, and we continue on around that way there. So we, we're in the mid-cycle slowdown, and we are in it or exiting of it. We're in that transitional period, whatever that looks like, uh, coming out of that time there. In fact, we'll jump over to this here, and it has dates on it. So we have 2019 to 2020, somewhere around there for the mid-cycle slowdown, Um, and 21 to 24, we've got the next stage of the full cycle in swing, the second part of the cycle. So that's where that is at there on the property clock. And as I said, it's 18 years, which Terry alluded to uh, here in our first time that we've seen this activity since 2001 and 2003. So there's our cycle in action right before our eyes and we've got dates here. So we're looking at 21 to 24, 25ish is the peak of the market and 25 26 starts to be you know that culmination of events that lead on to a major price crash after that time. So that's what we're seeing. What we are talking about here is in this time that we are in right now, we need to watch this sort of stuff. We've got land booms, world's tallest buildings are being announced and I'll show you some articles that I've written on that shortly. We've got government spending for public works. Well, that's what's been announced, right? I mean, how many times have people seen uh, in the past 12 months, uh, especially since the corona, that uh, we're talking about spending for infrastructure and other bits and pieces like that? We got real estate activity is is frantic. I mean, that's all those articles that we read before. They're, it's absolutely crazy in the real estate activity. That's just what it is. So let's have a look at some other things here. So I'm going to take you now into HTW Herod Todd White Residential. Uh, it's their interpretation of the clock in terms of and it shows you where the markets are across Australia and what they're doing. So all the sort of the key uh, cities and regional markets. Okay, so this is their February report. We haven't got their, res- their residential one for March just yet. It's due probably any day. comes out sort of by the middle of the month. So let's have a look at what uh, last month's report has to say. And anyone who's watched our show before will see this looks familiar. This is their property clock. And the pictorial version of where the housing market is in each of those regional areas. As you can see, there is almost nothing on the decline, declining market, or bottom market, and just about everything is in a rising market. I mean, almost everything. If it's not a rising market, it's at the peak, right? It's absolutely everything is rising. Now, to put that in perspective, normally this is a much more balanced view, okay? So I will show you. Here's uh, here's a clock from September 19. So sort of a more balanced market. This is not the current clock. If you if you're listening or you're tuning in later, this is not the current clock I have on the screen right now. This is from September 2019. And as you can see, there's there's activity all around the country. Right, there's rising markets here, top of markets, uh, declining markets, bottom of the markets. Right, it's kind of reasonably balanced all out across the clock, all spread around the whole 12-hour face. is that looking at today's clock or this month's clock um, and everything, just about everything, you'd have to look there and have a guess at say 75-plus percent to 80% is sitting on the rising market, okay, on the left-hand side in the rising market. And there is literally in the declining and bottom of the market 4 uh, regions out of the whole of the country, four. So uh, there you go. That's HTW. It's a great thing. You should subscribe to their updates every month just to give your email address and you get that the full data report. It covers houses, units and commercial land, all that sort of stuff. It's a very, very good report. Okay, so with that in mind, let's have a look at our compass. So is our compass, and it's showing you, you overlay the areas on there uh, for what's going on the HDW clock onto our compass. So if we look here at this, we say, okay, pretty much everything is on the left side. So what does that mean? What sort of activity should we be looking at in those markets? And conversely, what sort of activity should we be looking at in Wodonga and Kalgoorlie and those areas, if you wanted to look in that space, right? So in and those second areas there, Wodonga and Kalgoorlie, you're looking at falling markets. So you would be looking at just trying to get a steal. But in everything else, it's a rising market. Okay, absolute rising markets. We've seen rents increase and very quickly it's come round. It's causing this market cycle over here. We're looking at cash flow. We're looking at development. We're looking at renovation, all that sort of stuff that they're talking about. Uh, in those articles that I showed you before. In fact, if we swing back to here, um, we got a home loan articles here and there should be renovation boom, lending for home improvement up 50%. And that's the sort of stuff that we see in the current market is that lending boom happening. So uh, there's a lot of this going on at the present time. All right, so that's where we are with our... Clocks and cycles, that's our compass that is showing, okay, well, we're looking at this. We want to do something active. Um, it's, a, it's a seller's market. We're not looking so much at discounted buying across the country right now. We're not getting things at a discount. We're chasing that cash flow or creating uh, equity and value in the property and riding that, that bubble boom, riding the market up. Okay, that's what we're trying to do right now. So, now, there's talk of a couple of things here, I want to do a quick calculation, we've got a shorter show today because it's just the property market update. So, interest rates, there's a lot of talk about interest rates and how come they are fueling the boom and they are, there's a bunch of other things uh, that are fueling the boom like people moving out of cities, uh, when immigration turns back on, immigration generally goes to the cities. So that's sort of just going to fill that gap that was there with people moving out again. So there's a whole bunch of different things there. The lifestyle, working from home, etc., cetera, et cetera. Don't want to be in a built-up area because of COVID. Whatever the reason is, there's a whole bunch of reasons why people are moving out. So it's not just interest rates, but let's look at the interest rate component here. So I've got a $500,000 loan at 30 years, okay, and it's principal and interest and this loan is for investment purposes. No, it's our home loan, okay? No, we don't want their first choice package to know what it is. Okay, current interest rate of 4%. So 4% on a $500,000 loan, okay? And that is $2,387 a month, $2,387 a month, okay? 4% 30 years. So if we change that and say to 2.97, which I know is a rate that's fairly uh, able to be gotten or even less than that now on a home loan, okay? So that changes it to $2,100. So it's $287 a month difference, okay? So just on interest rate change on $500,000 is $287 difference. That was from 4%. Many people have their loans at 4%. You need to talk to your broker uh, now and get a better rate if you haven't done so in the past two years because there is much better rates now. In fact, there's a bunch of rates, things happening. Westpac slashing fixed home loan rates to some of the lowest ever offered in the lending market. Um, There we go, Westpac again. Women are better borrowers. Yep, I'd probably say they would be. Um and NAB Shay 55 basis points off home loan rates. So there's all this talk about these home loan rates being dropped. So this is why I'm showing you this. This is what it does, okay? So on this example here, we've saved two hundred and eighty-seven dollars just by changing uh, per month by just by changing our home loan rate. But that's fine if you've got a house. What does it mean if your budget was say two thousand four hundred a month in home loan repayments? So we're at two thirty 2,387, so round it to 2,400. What can we do if we use that new interest rate, which is actually not that low? We can get a fixed rate much lower than that now. Um, Instead of our loan amount, we might be able to go to, say, what, 565,000? I don't know. I'm just taking a guess here, right? There we go. It's almost bang on. So 565,000 takes us to 2,373, okay? So if I bump that to 580,000, what does that take it to? bit over four. So we are somewhere in the 575,000 mark, probably. Yeah, that's pretty close to two. All right. There we go. So 570,000. So remember, our original home loan was $500,000, okay? And and that was $500,000 at 4% over 30 years was $2,387. So $500,000, 30 years, 4% interest, principal and interest repayments, $2,387. This is $570,000 over 30 years, at our lower interest rate, right, which isn't still the lowest rate you can get, right, it's by no means the lowest interest rate we can get, and that's $2,394 or $7 more than our last rate. So we've gone up $70,000 in our borrowing capacity or our borrowings. We've dropped our interest rate and yet we've only increased our monthly spend $7. And in fact, it wouldn't be that because that interest rate I'm using is not the lowest rate you can get. So that is how people are affording, or they're not getting discounted property in the current market because they can actually borrow more. And that's really, really, really important to remember if you're out there shopping. This here is super important to know. Okay because there is a very, very direct correlation with what's going on in the market and what's going on in the interest rates. All right, we've got some people stopping by to say hello. Someone's saying g'day, but they must be on our Facebook group because I can't see who it is. So g'day, Facebook user. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. really appreciate it uh, that you come and commented. All right, so that's about it for me on that there. I wanted to run through a couple other things before we call it a day, Uh, but I wanted you to realise that the interest rates, that's one of the reasons how they're driving the market because of that serviceability. And as I said, we've increased our monthly spend by $7, but we've actually borrowed $70,000 more. And that's super important to remember. All right, this is uh, the Property Advice website. We go to the news and update section there. So you just go to propertyadvice.com.au. I'll make it a bit bigger. All right, and there's a couple of things here that I've been writing about, okay? So we go back here. That was about our show last week with PJ embracing the bubble. So I've got an article here. If you want to check it out, it's the 2021 Property Market Outlook. Okay, talking about mid-cycle slowdown, where we are, all that sort of stuff. And there's a bunch of links to the other property uh, articles I've done there. That is worth a look. So that's property advice, news and updates. Go and find that one there with the big clock. How long does it take to save for a house deposit? That's very much worth a look. You need to have a look at that. Uh, this is talking about uh, we have a property up for rent and twice now we've been offered 12 months rent up front. We're talking about a substantial amount of money up front in the tens and tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and the one I wanted to touch on was this one here, watch the world's tallest, because if we flick back to our good old Phil Anderson clock here, land boom, world's tallest buildings, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, complaints about property taxes, You know what we're seeing now is we're seeing these announcements Uh, Happening, okay. So we're seeing these announcements of uh, the new world's tallest buildings. There's a new, literally, the world's tallest building in uh, in the Middle East that's coming out. It's it's a kilometre tall, right? Kilometre tall. Um, G'day, Mick. Thanks for stopping by. Um, And I talk about the skyscraper index, which is a bit of tongue in cheek, Uh, but we're talking about the world's tallest in all sorts of form of buildings. So there's a building in, in uh, Melbourne that's coming out. Uh, it's South Bank. It's $2 billion, 365-metre tower. Uh, it's four acres of gardens up in the sky, and it's going to be called the world's tallest garden. And it's always the world's tallest something. Uh, it's fast-tracked, and it's you sh- it's due to be completed in five years, which is in about 2026, 27 which is right smack bang in the middle of the next downturn which is why you should watch the world's tallest buildings announcements and the dates that surround them because of how that works is the land is price is uh, is in the land is in such demand the land availability is compressed and so buildings go up and those things take a long time to do and the lead time usually means that they open in the middle of a downturn all right Big thing today is remember those interest rates and the amount of effect it has on your borrowing capacity or the other people's borrowing capacity if you're bidding against them at an auction because that's how come they've got so much money to spend. And if you've got any questions, feel free to hit us up always on hello at live. Let's go put this up here for you guys. All right. So hello at Xenium.live. You can call us 1-300-667-89 And of course you can visit us at www.zenium.live No.coms, no.au's on the email or the website address. That is because, you know, we don't need them anymore. We're in the new world. All right, that is it from me for today. That's a quick one. It's a property market update. I like doing them once a month. Um, While we don't always get a bunch of people listening to them, they are one of our highest listened to repeats on video and podcast. And if you are watching me then or listening to me, thanks for joining in um, and putting up with my uh, rather, you know, not hugely deep and actor-like voice, but just a normal bloke trying to get some decent information out to the people in the market. All right, I've talked enough. It is lunchtime, which is a good time for me. And I hope it's a good time for you too. And this has been the March 21 property market update. I'm Scotty North. We've been talking about all things money, finance and property specifically today. And this is Zenium Live.